You're listening to the Miscarriage Doula Podcast. I'm your host, Arden Cartret. This space is meant to be a tool for you to feel less alone and to learn more about how to get through what you've been through and what you're probably going through. We'll hear diverse stories from women and men in the online space, experts, and people just like you and me who are feeling the effects of miscarriage and loss in real time. This is the Miscarriage Doula Podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, please join me on Friday, May 21st at 11 a.m. Eastern Time for the pilot episode of my show on Clubhouse called Loss and Gain. Normalizing speaking about miscarriage, this bi-weekly room invites those who have experienced a miscarriage to share their story along with experts on the topic to bond the room through loss, grief, reproductive health struggles, and educational information. Basically, it's like a live podcast, um, and joining these conversations live is so important because they will not be recorded. My pilot episode will be judged by Clubhouse, and from the turnout and quality of the show, they will decide if my show has earned a spot on their network. This feels so huge for a multitude of reasons, but the main being that a social networking app is prioritizing a show about reproductive struggles. Let's normalize talking about miscarriage. The link to the event is in the episode description. I hope that you'll be able to join me. Hello, everyone. You're listening to episode number 15 of the Miscarriage Doula podcast. My guest today is Kat Strawbridge, or at Trying Years on Instagram. She's the host of a podcast called Finally Pregnant, where she discusses pregnancy after infertility and loss. Kat also offers an online community at a super affordable price for when you are finally pregnant and looking for community and support. I, through this conversation, learned that she is basically you know, the things I'm offering for miscarriage, but for pregnancy after loss. So I highly recommend that you um, look into her services whenever you get to that point in your journey. I went into this podcast recording expecting to focus on her journey and learn more about what brings her to this community and the loss that she's personally experienced. And the conversation was so much more than that. Even though I followed her for about three years and we've DM'd here and there, I learned about the work she's doing and the driving force that brings her to create a community like Finally Pregnant. My hope is that you feel like you're in this conversation with us. It's a great listen if you are currently pregnant after infertility or loss or anticipating what being finally pregnant may be like and how to cope. Let's get into the episode. Here is my conversation with Kat from At Trying Years on Instagram and the Finally Pregnant podcast. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Um, I am Kat Strawbridge, aka Trying Years on Instagram. And I joined Instagram really sharing my story because first and foremost, I'm a fertility patient. Um, I've been through multiple rounds of fertility treatment um, and pregnancy loss and I did eventually have my daughter Wren in 2019 and when I was pregnant lots of people came to me and said where's the support for this stage of our journey and I looked around and I couldn't find any so a lot of the work that I do now is um, supporting people who are finally pregnant after infertility and loss and those who are finally parenting as well because in my experience of all of the people that I've spoken to, the kind of hundreds, possibly thousands of women that I've spoken to, it does certainly impact the parenting side of things as well. Absolutely. And I'm 
I'm now in that stage where I have a one-year-old and I didn't expect my miscarriage journey to affect my motherhood journey. Like I, I, it makes sense why they affect each other, but it really took me by surprise that I didn't know what community I fit into and I didn't know where to go for support. And so I think it's so important what you're doing. And I think it's great because we in the online community, you know, we have resources for women going through infertility and through loss. And there is an in-between that isn't covered. I always kind of, well, always often talk about the fact that there is, you know, like a fertility umbrella and that's, you know, the most incredible community. And if you're not on Instagram, like get there because there are so many people just reaching out to support each other, which is incredible. But even within that umbrella, there's lots of different pockets, depending on your own experience, depending on your type of loss, depending on the type of fertility treatment you're having, whether you go down the donor conception route, whether you go down a surrogacy route, you know, all different kind of variations of that secondary infertility. And it's just so important And the more we raise the awareness of fertility as a whole, the more we can raise each of those pockets as well. But when I was looking, like I said, there wasn't anything supporting anyone finally pregnant parenting. And so I'm really I'm just really glad to be able to to, you know, to be doing that. But you're right for people who have lost prior to having a child, a child or children, and also for those who might have a loss afterwards as well dealing with that is you know there's just lots of different levels aren't there it really is and and I think I think a common misconception is that for those that don't have living children before experiencing loss they think that finally having a child will just heal every single wound and you know make them whole again and it's not necessarily 100% true and so um it's, it's such an important part of the community. And I do think that as women, once we get pregnant, once we have a baby, we kind of feel forgotten. I don't know if you felt that way or if you hear people talk about it that way, but that's how I felt. I felt like I was so important whenever I was pregnant with my first and second pregnancy. And then with them um, miscarrying, you know, it's no longer like, how's Arden doing? She's glowing. Can't wait till you're bigger. And then when I'm pregnant again, everybody wants to know how I'm doing. And then I push this child out and now I'm back to like, nobody cares. And so I think it's great to focus on the grief that comes with motherhood because there's a lot of, there's a lot of like residual grief from your fertility journey that you probably didn't even realize would affect you. You're absolutely right. And I hear people talk and what I remember something so vividly, someone said this to me during one of the lives that I did. And it was about how they only dealt with their positive pregnancy test, like after their baby was born, because up until that, it was fertility treatment, fertility treatment, fertility treatment. They were dealing with that as best you can while you're going through it, which isn't necessarily you know, a lot, you know, there's so much that still carries on with you. And then you get pregnant and you're right. Well, I I think lots of people kind of think, oh, well, she's fixed now. So that's fine because she's pregnant. And then we get the, wow, you know, like exactly that you're glowing. Oh, how, how big are you? How far along are you? And all those wonderful conversations. And, but what actually we're dealing with is thinking, oh my God, is this baby going to stick? Is this baby going to stay? Please, 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 please. And all of that anxiety and fear and worry and concern. 
and then we have a baby and then for those of you who are lucky enough to have had that experience and I am one of those people now thankfully you are so all hands on deck practically with dealing with this baby and just working out how this fits and how you get any sleep and feeding and all of the different things that come with having a baby like for anyone but a lot of that is compounded I think with well I didn't get pregnant naturally so I have to have a vaginal birth so I have to breastfeed so I have to you know and all of those complications that come with fertility and loss in your history and so where in that are you dealing with any of it, you know, because it's just constant, 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 constant. So what you were experiencing before you even got pregnant and all of that journey is so still there, you know, because you haven't had an opportunity to deal with it because you've just been on the go the whole time. And what I have heard is that there is research to suggest that people who have fertility pregnancies are more likely to be affected by postnatal depression or postpartum depression because I, you know, like, and I'm not a medical professional, but I can see the sense in that because they haven't been able to deal with everything because they haven't had the time or the opportunity. And so it all comes with them into parenthood. And like that is just the impact of that is so significant. So we must remember to seek support. And I did when I was pregnant. And funny enough, it wasn't really pregnancy related. But, you know, who's to say that the anxiety and the stress I was having at work wasn't, you know, in some way because I was just more stressed because I was pregnant. And so I ended up seeing a counsellor during my pregnancy, but it was more kind of other stuff related, but it was still really good for me to have that release. And I would encourage everyone who gets pregnant after infertility and loss, and certainly even before that, as much as possible. You know, I had counselling after my miscarriages and, you know, like to seek support and, you know, whether that is an Instagram community, whether that is friends and family, whether that is a professional I really, really please continue to seek that support through your pregnancy and beyond. Yeah, that's my biggest regret is I didn't do that. Um, I had the mindset of I'm fine. I don't need anything, you know, because you are shoving all that stuff down, just like you said. And something you said about, you know, getting pregnant with fertility treatment and then thinking, oh, I have to give vaginal birth and I have to breastfeed. I never thought about that. But for me, I was really like every week. So at like 38 weeks pregnant, I had them check to see if I was dilating. I wasn't. And I was so disappointed. I was like, my broken body is not going into natural labor. And I didn't really even give it a chance to. Um, But you know, I, I felt that disappointment before it happened. And I never associated it with thinking, well, like I artificially had help (laughs) to get pregnant. And so that's a really interesting point that I never realized that my my infertility trauma at that point, you know, it has a part to do with it. I think, like I say, from the people that I speak to, it really is quite significant because what happens is often we lose trust in our body and, you know, we don't believe it can do things. And that's why the pregnancy can be so difficult because we are wondering, like, can you do this? And I know for people who are, going on medication when they're pregnant and then often you know you kind of wean off it at some point of your pregnancy and so often I have conversations with people saying I'm really scared to come off my medication and I was exactly the same um and I I was pregnant with twins at the beginning of our 
successful pregnancy. And, and it was identical twins. We knew that because we had one embryo transferred on that occasion and it split and we saw two heartbeats. And, um, and so I was prescribed my medication and I was supposed to take my um, cyclogest um, up until I think it was about 24 weeks or so. And then we lost one of our twins, unfortunately, when we got to 10 weeks. And but my like for my mental health, literally, I was like, please, can I carry on taking that cyclogest, you know, right up until what we were talking about before? Because that was fixed in my mind, you know, and I needed it because I didn't trust that my body was going to keep my other twin safe, you know, and irrelevant of that situation. People often just think, gosh, you know, maybe it's just the drugs keeping me pregnant. Like I'm mm-hmm. scared to come off them. And then that, as we said, you know, that does then go into you know like is my body going to be able to have a vaginal birth you know like am I going to be able to do that quote unquote naturally um there is there's also another school of thought where people just want the control and want to know exactly when it's happening and and I totally respect and understand that for sure and so they want to you know book in for an abdominal birth because you know that just means that they got that element of right yeah you know I've got a date. I know when it's happening. And, and, and so, you know, it, it, it varies. It does vary, of course, but it's, it's just interesting what, where we can kind of get the understanding for those decisions or those thought processes, I think. Well, and, you know, being in the online infertility and loss community, it's taught me that I cannot judge anybody for how they handle anything, you know, that's their experience. And, what makes them feel better might not be what makes me feel better. And so I think it's, it's really taught me to not be, you know, it naturally as humans, we judge, you know, it's, it's hard not to. Um, but in like reproductive health space, I no longer judge others because it's so personal to your story. And so I think that I totally understand why people would, you know, schedule um, a cesarean, I scheduled an induction for that very reason. I was like, I want to be induced that way. My baby is born before 40 weeks. Um, And it is something that whenever I have talked to people who are pregnant after loss and they express their concern of having no control, I tell them that is an option that they can ask for those things. And so I think that's something that's not openly discussed because we're it's a, it's a tricky thing. And I think it's, you know, it's different with everyone. Um, And I do wonder with, so with the work that you do, and we talked a little bit about this before we hit record, but with wanting more children, does that play into how you think about your next pregnancy? Like, will you be as terrified? Will you feel like you have the tools to, I don't know, get through it maybe a little bit less anxiety than the first time? I think, well, let's hope that I get to experience that because we have just recently made the decision. So we've got one embryo left and we have been trying to conceive like in this, you know, kind of cycle for almost a decade now. You know, it's a long time and we are too old and too exhausted and too in debt to to have any more fresh rounds of IVF. So we're, we're it's all resting on one embryo. So assuming that happens and that works and everything goes swimmingly I think that it will swing back and forth between my body's done this before I can do this like you know it knows what it's doing 
to, oh my gosh, you know, would I ever be lucky enough for it to happen twice? And I definitely think that I have got more tools now. Um, you know, lots of the things that I do and I work with people, A, I've got, I run support groups, you know, so I've got people to talk to about how we're feeling. Like that's the first and foremost. And because what happens quite often with Instagram is it's an amazing place, an amazing place when you're trying to conceive. But because a lot of the community that you're with are also trying to conceive when you get pregnant, you have survivor's guilt and, and you shouldn't and one shouldn't, really they shouldn't. But but you think, oh, I don't want to share about my pregnancy because I don't want to upset anyone who's still trying. And it's an amazing, compassionate thing to do. But what we must also do is, is be compassionate towards ourselves and realise that we need ongoing support still because getting pregnant is not the answer. You know, it, it's, the, it's an amazing step to be on, but mm. actually holding our, our live baby is, is what we all really want. Um, and so what happens then is, is people do often withdraw. And that's what I realized. And I did it myself to a degree. And so that's why I created support groups for people who are finally pregnant. So we can actually talk. And my yoga sessions, which is an online yoga course. And at the beginning of every class, we have a catch up and people are able to share their challenges and also their celebrations, you know, because you don't want to moan about being pregnant and everything difficult that comes with it because you're so grateful and you're almost scared to celebrate because you don't want to jinx anything. So it's just really complex. So having those spaces for myself, you know, and other people would definitely help things like my meditations and, you know, so just really trying to live in the moment as much as possible but also to yeah just trying to enjoy it as much as possible and I did try and do that and like one of my big things is today I'm pregnant you know I'm really celebrating today I was contacted a while ago by someone who during their two-week wait they spent the day or the couple of weeks they were pregnant and they enjoyed that time and they went to a food festival and they couldn't eat soft cheese and you know and they really enjoyed and unfortunately their test was negative but they really you know they they thrived on that being pregnant and I understand that from the point of view of I remember telling my family that it was twins because we had kept that a secret for a couple of weeks and even though we lost one of our twins I've always got that memory, you know, and that experience of telling people. And so that's how I hope that I will go through my next pregnancy, thinking that if I fall, I'm going to fall. And this is how I went through my last pregnancy. If it's going to go wrong, I am going to be heartbroken. It doesn't matter how much I've enjoyed it. It will only be my ego that will be hurt, really, if I enjoy it and then I, I lost, I'd, I, you know, I'd almost be embarrassed that I'd enjoyed it, which is ridiculous, I think, of myself. You know, I don't want to judge anyone else. You, But, you know, that's, that's kind of how I talk to myself. Like, don't be ridiculous. Enjoy it, enjoy it, enjoy it. And if it goes, you know, if it goes wrong and something happens, you know, I'm going to be heartbroken. There's no two ways about it. And, you know, it swings and roundabouts. I say we need to steal back from the anxiety, those moments of celebration, because... The anxiety is always going to creep in sometimes. Yeah. Sorry. Well, and no, that, that will, and, and we work a lot, um, a lot similar because I, I tell people that in early pregnancy after loss too. And even if they 
even if they miscarry, I remind them, but you for two weeks enjoyed this pregnancy to where you're not going to look back and think how horrible, you know, those two weeks were, you have positive memories with the baby that you lost. Um, I think that's my biggest regret. And that's where I got that from was in my second pregnancy. I acted almost like it didn't exist. And then the night before um, I learned I was miscarrying, I wrote a letter to the baby apologizing, you know, that I didn't live more in the moment. And so that really helped me moving forward. And so we work a lot similar in that way to where the today I'm pregnant was a affirmation that really got me through just to kind of look through the lens of a day at a time. It's so helpful. Yeah. It really is. And then there's like the other side of me that says, don't just look down at your bump, like try and look forward a little bit as well. And this needs to be done in small chunks. You know, there are some days you can do this and there are some days where you just can't because what happens is we are just looking down. And so we're not preparing for actually becoming a parent and what that might look like and what we might need. And when that happens, you know, that is, you know, it's immense, isn't it? And so, you know, the more we can prepare for that, and I didn't particularly, you know, I, I think that I've got three sisters, they've all got children, I kind of thought, and I was lucky enough also to have Ren outside of pandemic, so they were there and they were around. But I guess I relied on their experience a lot. And, and because I was always too scared, really, to look at baby websites you know and I don't know about you or any of your listeners but the first time I got pregnant I was straight away signed up to the emails your baby is the size of this your baby is the size of that mm -hmm. and then you miscarry and then you still get the emails and you're heartbroken and so I never signed up to them again for my next two pregnancies I didn't sign up to them and you know, so you miss out on 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 that kind of thing. So where possible, try to look forward as well and try to think about what it's going to be like as a parent and find your options around feeding and all of that kind of thing. But I know, like I say, that does need to be done in chunks sometimes. Yeah, well, and you said something um, earlier about how the online community is great, but once you are finally pregnant, you know, usually people will draw back from you um, and and that's okay because that's protecting themselves, but you also need to understand that you need to find people who are now in the stage that you're in because you need support. And I think that whenever you're trying to conceive and before you get pregnant, you think that pregnancy is the goal and that's the end, but it's really the beginning. And I did not realize that until I went through it and I wasn't prepared for motherhood, even though I spent three years trying to get there. And so I thought that was so crazy that I wanted something so bad, but it was, it still took me for a ride. <laughs> Yeah. And people say, oh, well, at least, you know, you can get pregnant. And I used to say, well, getting pregnant and holding my baby feel so far apart. Like they just one does not mean the other once you've had a exactly. miscarriage. Does it? it just is not the same. And so you're right. You know, you think that that is the holy grail to get pregnant. But when you get there and you've been there before and and you know too much, perhaps, because we're in this community, so we hear other people's stories, or if you know someone who's been through loss, 
that's when you realize that, like I said earlier on, it is an amazing step and it's exactly where we want to be. But we must make sure that we continue to receive support. And, you know, like my trying years Instagram is specifically really devoted to to that area because I want it to be a safe place for people to come and know that they can share about their pregnancies. I think that the Instagram community as a whole has evolved so much over the last few years. It really has. And I do think that there is a lot more understanding now, perhaps then there was, you know, and I, I'm making sweeping statements, I recognise, you know, but um, around the finally pregnant kind of, you know, just status. Oh, no, I agree. I yeah. agree. And, totally. and, and, and also, I think, you know, like I, I did a, a live the other day on social media triggers and, and I will admit, you know, I unfollowed people when they got pregnant. I really did. If I had a relationship with them, not so much. If it was someone that we followed each other and, you know, but we'd never really chatted or anything like that. I was protecting myself today or if I was having a good day today, I was protecting my future self because I think, do you know what? The less of that right now, I just I can't face it and I would wish them well but I would protect myself. Now we've got mutant things so we don't necessarily need to unfollow yeah. people. Um but but I think that yeah it is becoming the community is understanding it more and more which is brilliant. But it doesn't mean to say like I talk to people every day who just say I don't want to post a month picture. I don't want to complain. I don't want to and yeah, but yeah, come come to trying years because you, you will be understood and and supported without question, um, whether you're celebrating or moaning or anxious or anything like that, that is okay. Yeah. Well, and can you talk a little bit? So I, I love um the way that this conversation has gone because I wanted to talk, you know, about your loss, but I really want to dive into the work that you do if you want to share like how your work, how you work with people one-on-one that's in things like that, that way people who are listening to this, whenever they are pregnant after loss, because my, um, my services through the miscarriage doula, it's really more focused on the grief aspect and like the first couple of weeks of pregnancy after loss and like, kind of like the, the grief aspect. That's the way that I really put it. Um, so the pregnancy and preparing them for motherhood and, and having a community of moms after loss is so important. And so I'd love to hear more about your offerings and things like that. Absolutely. Well, it started with the podcast. So I've got the finally pregnant podcast and predominantly on there, it's people's stories and experiences. I do have a few experts as well. Although what I tend to do now, I've got, I launched a membership last year. Um, so it's called the hangout because I didn't want it to say finally pregnant or anything, you know, it's, and, and so, so I've got my membership, the hangout, so you can post in the group and ask questions. Some of the recent questions have been, you know, about having sex during pregnancy or afterwards or, or just lots of different things. It might be things about pelvic girdle pain or weaning you know we kind of because they're people who are now finally parenting in there the conversation is a real mix and I what I wanted from that is for people who are pregnant to kind of almost accidentally find out more about parenting you know I didn't want to separate the two but you're finding out from people who know where you are right now because they've been there And when you become a member, you have access to three support groups a month. So I have an expert speaker, anything from 
baby sign language to being an older mum to um, what do we have? I'm trying to think of the most recent one. Oh, birth trauma. We had an amazing conversation about birth trauma um, with a midwife who is on Instagram mixing up motherhood. Um, and so we have expert speakers as part of the membership as well and discounts and other bits and pieces. Um, I am planning on creating a kind of coaching circle at some point as well for people. And then I do also have my yoga sessions, which really have just been so incredible, I think, because they mix that sense of community with the movement and the flow of pregnancy yoga the reason that I started that was because I went to a yoga class a pregnancy yoga class and it's one of those things that I was so excited about doing but I didn't sign up to it until quite late because I was nervous about jinxing my pregnancy and you know I, I would have to remind myself all the time you know going into a yoga class is going to have no negative medical impact on my pregnancy you know buying a pair of maternity jeans are not going to have a negative impact on my pregnancy you know like but it's it's really hard to kind of talk to your rational brain sometimes isn't it when you're going through this um but my yoga class I loved it when I went but I really felt like the infertile one in that group and I didn't, it was quite a transient class. You kind of just paid weekly. So I didn't get to know anyone, didn't get to talk, didn't get to share and understand people's experiences or feel heard myself, I guess. Um, and so the yoga sessions are, are the complete opposite of that. So we limit the class to 15 people per class. And um, like I said before, we have that community chat at the beginning so people can get to know each other. And then we have themes every week and new themes and affirmations that you can use throughout the week as well. So and, and I've just introduced actually a journal alongside it so that you can journal and really reflect on how you're feeling and then the, the idea is is almost secretly not very secretly because I'm telling you now um and because people would definitely get it don't worry <laughs> <laughs> um, like create a journal like in a diary of your pregnancy you know without it being a deliberate you know right I'm gonna really kind of document this um yeah. but I'm really hoping it'll be lovely for people to reflect back on and, and look back on afterwards as well so so, yeah, and we have had people from the States join us as well for that already. So East Coast predominantly. But if there was enough demand, then I am looking to introduce new classes as well in different times. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, And I always think that I feel like the timing actually works out great between the East Coast and in the UK, because I every time I've had a recording or anything, it's worked out where it's like mid morning, afternoon, and it's good for the other person too. So I think that that's definitely doable uh, for people on the East coast. Um, Kat, that is so great. That's so great that you offer that. And like I said, I have followed you for all this time and I've honestly not even known this much about your offerings just because, you know, following each other on Instagram, we don't get the full picture. It's, I see a post every once in a while and I see what you're up to, but I don't, fully know you know all the things behind it so I really appreciate you sharing that oh thank you so much I think the work that you do is so incredibly important to be honest as well it just like we we need support at all the different stages we really do and so yeah like huge huge thanks to you for for being there for people who unfortunately are going through loss ditto yeah no the same for you too